Hi, everyone. You're listening to Church Girl Rehab with myself, Natasha Ingman, as your host. I'm so glad you guys are here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I appreciate your feedback. And again, just your time. So today is episode five, and today's title is Fear and Family. And today I'm just going to really talk about kind of just what I've been going through and different thing that things that God has been showing me um, about this podcast. So starting off on Wednesday of this week, I went to a life group or small group, if that's what your church calls it, for the women in my church. Um, and I went in with very strict guidelines for Jesus. <laughs> so we all know those work out well. But I went in with this list of all of these things that I told him I wasn't willing to do. But then I also went in with a conversation of I want you to do something make it fit within this list of things that I do not want you to do um, but also don't make me stand out but make people see me just you know, that contradictory stuff that we do with Jesus all the time Lord I want you to use me but oh don't use me in that way kind of thing Um, so if you know me at all, you know that I tend to, to lean into leadership roles a lot. It's something I'm very comfortable in. Um, if you know my family at all, then you know, that's just kind of us. (laughs) My dad is very much so a natural born leader, at least in my opinion, Um, and we're also a very loud family. We love talking. (laughs) Um, even my mom, she just likes to do it behind closed doors and just talk to certain people. Um, but my sister is very loud. You can hear her from a mile away and we have many stories of her as a child where we were quite a few... (laughs) Uh, blocks away from my sister and we could still hear her very clearly Um, and I promise guys this all ties into each other but I pull up to the to the church this week on Wednesday and I had that list like I told you guys earlier that I was giving God of the things I wanted him to do the things I didn't want him to do his guidelines from me um And within that conversation, I got kind of grumpy. And I went in grumpy with a list of guidelines for Jesus. And I thought this was going to work out well. You can go ahead and laugh at me now. Um, But... I don't know guys I went in and I was trying to find things wrong because 
I think going into a group of of women like that, um, to be frank, I know I have some male listeners, um, but women are mean. Women are very intimidating. We're catty as we're being kind. We're, you know, it's just hard. We're very clicky. Um, and I don't think most of us do it as a way to exclude others or to be rude. I think it, it's a self-preservation um, habit that we have. It's easier to stay with what we know. It's safer. It's more comfortable. But within that, um, it becomes intimidating for others. And I definitely was feeling intimidated as I pulled into the drive. Um, and I'm just going to be super honest with you guys. Um, pulling into the parking lot, I was, I was kind of mad. Um, I saw a decent amount of cars there and I was mad about it. I was mad that, uh, people were showing up to, to this. I was mad that people were showing up to listen to this one particular person. And I, I like this person. (laughs) I'm not saying I don't like this person. I like this person. Um, but I was mad and I was just like, Oh, this is going to just be one of those things where it's just a popularity thing. And we're all just here to listen to this person because they're super popular within the church. And that's all we're here for. And that's just what it's going to be. And Lord, why am I here? Like, I don't want to deal with this. This is stuff I dealt with before. And I don't want to deal with another popularity thing where everybody shows up to listen to the popular girl speak, but that's it. It's clicky. It's intimidating. It makes me feel super uncomfortable. I see how uncomfortable it makes other people feel. And that's the attitude I went in with. That's a conversation along with my list for things he was not allowed to do. (laughs) That's what I went into this with. And I think a lot of us, once we have left the church for a little bit, or even just have some history with certain people in church or certain circumstances, we tend to try and find things from our past in our present. And typically we try and find the negative from our past to put into our present because one, we know it. So we think that we can navigate through it. Um, And two, that emotion is familiar. So even if it's negative, it is um, comforting. When I was younger, I used to tell my friends that I liked guys I knew that wouldn't like me back because I already knew the outcome, rejection. I already knew that that's what it was going to be. So I found comfort in that. (laughs) As weird as that is, I found comfort knowing that right off the gate, they weren't going to like me. So I knew exactly where I stood, even if it was negative. 
And that's kind of where I put myself on Wednesday. And I wanted to feel that because I knew that emotion. I knew that anxiety. I knew that fear of that type of moment of going in and not being enough of just, again, just fear. I was comfortable being grumpy and fearful instead of willing to be open and honest. And the night was good. Um, I sat in a row with a friend and some uh, three new people that I had never met before, but I was glad that I got to meet them. And we're sitting there and I'm, I'm just talking to my friend after I introduced myself to the three women in the row. And I immediately just get hit with this other feeling that I'm very familiar with, which is ministering and, and leading and different things like that. But as soon as I got hit with that feeling, I like snapped my head around spiritually, basically. And I told the Lord, I said, that's one of the things that's on my list for you not to do tonight. Um, do not put me in a position to lead or to share or to talk. I do not want to do that. Um, because it's a very fearful thing for me because of things in my past. Um, so I just didn't want to go there. Now, mind you, I know that I've known that I've been called to be in leadership since I was 10 years old. Um, one of my favorite places to be with Jesus is on a stage. I know that can sound a little like conceited or, or whatever to those who just don't feel comfortable with public speaking, but it's never been an issue <laughs> for me. Um, even as a shy kid, if you put a mic in my hand, I, I came alive. Um, I went from the kid hiding in the corner crying about having no friends to having a mic in her hand and feeling the most confident she's ever felt in her entire life. Because when I'm speaking and leading, I never feel more close. I feel so close to Jesus is what I'm trying to say. Um, so for me to tell him that I don't want to lead or I don't want to speak to people, I don't want to do that, um, is, is a real dark, deep fear place for me. Um, it's like my own little dungeon <laughs> that I put myself in, to be honest. But I think we all can do that when we know we're supposed to do something, yet we basically lock ourselves up. <laughs> we shut the, the prison door to ourselves. Um, and we try and, and stick ourselves in a box because it's more comfortable um, to be in a state of fear sometimes than to go into the unknown or to go into a new situation, which would also be unknown. <laughs> but that's kind of where I was. And I kept trying to find things wrong with people and things. And at one point, 
they were like find a group leader and these three women that I just met were like you should do it and I was like I paused and I just looked at them and I told the Lord as I was looking at them was like nope you better find somebody else because I am not doing this I am not leading I do not want people from my past seeing me lead because I don't want them to think, oh, look, there's Tasha. She's trying to lead again. She's trying to do this, She's trying to make this happen. And it's a place of insecurity and fear for me. So I rejected that. But I went into the group and they started going around and they wanted to talk about promises and promises that the Lord has fulfilled in your life and timelines or, or promises that you're still waiting for. And they, they get to me and they ask me, and of course my natural self takes over and I start talking and halfway through, I'm like, Tasha, you need to shut up. You need to stop. You need to stop sharing because they're going to think something about you. They're going to think a certain way about you. So you need to stop. You need, you're not, you need to stop. Just stop saying these things. And mind you, I'm sharing very positive things about what the Lord is doing in my life. But because of fear, I was trying to shut myself up because I just didn't want people to judge me. Um, and I just didn't want to be in that position because I was scared. It's scary going back into a place, even if it's welcoming, that things have happened before. Because the thing that I was struggling with this week was, oh my God, is everything that happened before going to happen again? I guess my honeymoon period didn't last very long with myself going and and, and all of that. And it was just, it was a hard week because I had that thought like, oh my God, did nothing change? Lord, was I just being way too optimistic? And this is just where it starts going downhill. And I just have to Tasha, keep your mouth shut. Just don't say anything. Don't do anything. Because if you start that stuff, you start talking again, you start wanting to do ministry again, that's when it's going to start going downhill for you again. And don't ruin this, Tasha, don't ruin this. Like I was so scared that I was going to ruin where I was at. I was just overrun by fear, like a crippling fear. And throughout the week, I, I kept trying to, to replay Wednesday in my head and find something wrong with it to justify me wanting to run away. Um, so Sunday came yesterday <laughs> and... I sat down with my mom's best friend um, and was talking to her. And she's very spiritually wise. <laughs> um, and she will very much so tell me like it is. And I truly appreciate that about her. And that's why I will often go to her with questions or concerns or, or just certain feelings about things. 
because if she agrees with me, then I feel really good. (laughs) But um, I also know that she'll tell me if I'm being ridiculous. (laughs) And so I just appreciate her honesty. So I'm sitting and I'm talking to her. And as I'm talking to her, guys, I just have so much fear welling up inside of me. And this fear is full of anxiety and rejection and as I'm doing this someone from my past who I haven't reconciled with yet is like right in my sight right in my line of vision so the enemy was just playing conversations in my head like I don't even think I was part of these conversations I just think that he had his script just rolling around in my brain Um, for hope that something that was being said would make me get up and flee. Because honestly, I thought a couple of times, guys, just go get your kid from the nursery and go home. Just go home, Tasha. Just go home. Just leave. Don't be here right now. Just go home. Um, because the fear was so bad. I was so scared. And mind you, people are coming up and giving me hugs and saying hello to me and all of this um, as I'm talking to her and feeling all these things and having this fear rattle around in my brain. Um, But she said something kind of simple yet profound to me during this moment. And she said something something to the extent of, like, people are going to let you down. And when she said that, you would think that I would just be like, okay, that's my answer. I'm, I'm getting up and I'm going. But the Lord really was like, Tasha, people are going to let you down. That's not a bad thing. It's not a reason to quit. It's not a reason to let fear conquer your other emotions and your rationality. Fear is a temporary emotion. And I was listening to someone speak a couple of years ago and she said that You should never make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. And that has always stuck with me since that. Because if you know me from my past, I always made very permanent decisions based off of very temporary emotions. Um, So when that finally clicked in my head of one, people are going to let you down. And then God reminding me of don't make permanent decisions based off of temporary emotions because our emotions are fleeting Um, as it says in the word Uh, but as she's saying that I'm just looking around at people and it's kind of just through like this foggy lens but you can still see everyone clearly if that makes sense Um, but I'm sitting there and I am still fearful and still worried 
but getting a sense of peace at the same time, I, I, I really honestly felt like I was outside of my own body, if that makes sense. Might be a little hippy-dippy for some of you, but I definitely felt outside of myself. Um, kind of just like looking around at everybody and and just thinking about so much and why I'm fearful and... Um, and different circumstances and different reasons why I'm, I'm fearful but then something really great happened during worship where it started happening during worship uh, I see a old friend <laughs> go up to the altar and is praying and, and doing his thing up there. And that just triggers thoughts of happy memories with this person. Um, then after service, I go back and I go to pick up my son from the nursery. And one of the kids that I babysat is sitting there holding my son and guys, it was so freaking cute. <laughs> My son is passed out in his arms and he's holding his bottle and uh, it was so adorable. But I gather my son and I get in the car and we're on our way to the grocery pickup at Walmart. <laughs> um, and... I just start playing uh, Nobody by, what is that? Mercy Me? I think it's Mercy Me sings it. And I've really been liking that song lately. But as I'm playing this song and, and just listening to the lyrics and stuff, I'm just again reminded of my fear, but at the same time I'm getting reminded of all of these happy things with all of these people that I'm fearful of all of these moments that I've had and I just felt like the Lord was saying like this is your family Tasha these people know you I put them in your life to know you, to have those moments with you. Um, and then he reminds me of my son in the nursery when I picked him up. And that young man's father and how he has a lot of negative things in my past but also a lot of positive um, and then I started thinking about my sister <laughs> and how it's very similar to my relationship with my sister with my family um, and how there's negative and there's positive moments, but I've never been fearful to have a relationship with my sister because whether there's positive there and 
there's negative moments. There's some really great ones and there's some really ugly ones. I've never had fear of talking to my sister. I've never had fear of having a relationship with her and having her be a part of my life. Um, I know that's not the case for everybody, but guys, just listen to my point here. Um, I've never let fear creep into my family of having that relationship with them. So when the Lord reminded me about all of these people being my family, the fear just kind of didn't make sense anymore. And the fear definitely seemed irrational. Because who's scared of people that love them? Obviously someone getting told lies from the enemy. (laughs) Because that's not... That shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be scared of, of people that are being kind to you. And being open and accepting and being honest with you. And vulnerable enough and humble enough to come to you and apologize for things. Like you shouldn't be scared of people like that. And even if you're not necessarily getting along with everybody or whatever, um, you shouldn't be fearful. And I think that I, I really, that analogy of like that man versus my sister kind of thing, um, really hit home for me. And I think that's something that we should think about a little bit more is what lies from the enemy number one is he telling you to keep you out of church or to get you to leave again what things from your past are you using as an excuse to find things wrong with what's going on now because it's a comfortable thing it's a comfortable familiar emotion But also, are you seeing everybody around you for for who they are? For me, everyone in my church is my family. They're not going to be perfect. They're going to fail me. I'm going to fail them. They're going to say something wrong at one point. I'm going to give someone a glare. <laughs> unintentionally that's just my face um but we're all imperfect and we're all gonna be going through different things on the same Sunday we're all gonna have life issues happening as we're all sitting in the same service. But that shouldn't keep us from going and that shouldn't keep us from being part of the family. I never avoid my sister because I'm going through something. I go to my sister when I'm going through something. So for me, I I really had to think about that. And and hopefully this is not just me like having you read my diary, but (laughs) hopefully it's something that you guys can glean some stuff from. 
but are you avoiding family moments because you're going through things or because you're afraid of possibly going through things from your past again? I'm grateful that I have uh, my friend, my mom's best friend to talk to. Um, I'm grateful that I have a lot of people to talk to in my life. But guys, I just don't want us to avoid the family connection inside of church, the community. My mom's friend also said, like, I notice a difference in you when you're in community versus when you're out of community, which is basically, I notice a difference when you're alone and when you're not alone, um, when you're feeling lonely and when you're feeling connected. Um, because again, we're all part of the body and we're supposed to be connected. It's very weird when you see an ear floating outside of the body, next to the body, not outside. Ears are outside. Um, (laughs) But I hope you guys are getting what I'm trying to put out there. Um, You're picking up what I'm throwing down, if you will. But fear, it's okay to be scared. But don't isolate yourself and don't try and find a reason to not be a part of the family anymore, guys. Or in any situation, don't, don't let this temporary emotion of fear have you make a permanent or even semi-permanent decision um, because it that's never going to end well and you'll probably end up alone outside of community, outside the family feeling lost and feeling bitter and, and just feeling so confused because you're alone and you're not connected and you don't have people to to lean on and to pray with you for it's just it's something that I just want everyone to to get that it's it's important to be part of the family and it's important to 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 connect to people and but just hear this just because I went back to my old church doesn't mean you have to go back to your old church um That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is to find a family. Because that's what that's what it will be. I have so many good stories, guys. Maybe one time I'll sit down with some people from my past and just have you guys hear such great stories. And thinking of all of these happy things and, and moments and even the hard ones makes me want to like cry with joy. Because... I have so many people in that building that I have so, so much connection with. I could sit down and talk for hours with so many of them about stories from my past, positive ones, you know, working in youth group and just Friday night basketball games when my sister was playing basketball with a bunch of guys from the church and um, women's retreats planning sessions where we would just at some point just be crying with laughter because of something somebody said Um, I 
it's family there's hard times but there's also really good times and the and the enemy will try and use fear fear's a really easy play from his playbook um to keep us from things to keep us from community to keep us from being connected because if we get connected then we can get empowered we get supported we get loved on um we get confirmation we get all of this amazing positive stuff when we get into the family when we're reconnected into community with God's people because when we're alone and for myself I know being at a church for for years yeah I can read my bible and I can pray and and I can do all of that stuff um and that that's good for me spiritually to have that with my relationship with Jesus but then the buck it stops it stops right with me it stops right there because there's no sharing there's no praying over other people and you know God showing me something from my bible study to share with them there's there or the other way I'm not getting anything from other people I'm not having conversations or getting uplifted in times of fear because I've also thought if I hadn't gone back to church and I was having a fearful moment or I was in a negative emotion or different things like that I probably would have sulked in that all day um just marinating in my own fear and probably would have gotten even more grumpy and just had a terrible day um but because I was able to go into community and talk to somebody and have them uplift me with prayer and wise words and just to be around other people, I felt better. I felt recharged. It's like your phone. You got to plug it in to have it charge. Um, but if you don't have the, if you don't plug in, then you can't charge. And that's what the family does for, for all of us. I think that's why God created it. It's for us to recharge and to be better, be a part of a family, have happy moments where you're sitting around a table and you're laughing, you're eating mac and cheese. Um, but you know those happy times it's it's one of the ways that god gives us joy is joy through and with other people and to have a family or members of your family that you've gone through really icky situations with i feel like makes you stronger as a family i feel like you everybody just looks at each other like yeah you can't mess with us we've been through some stuff together you can't you can't take that away from us enemy we still love each other and we love each other probably more because we've been through stuff with each other um so i just want to encourage you guys and i hope this all makes sense um if you know me personally and you're listening to this please tell me if this made sense or not <laughs> but I just, 
Don't let fear stop you guys. Do not let fear stop you from being connected into the body. Because if you let fear win in that way, it wins so much of your life. It will take over so much. It will keep you going around that mountain over and over and over again, wondering why things haven't happened in your life, but it's because you let fear disconnect you. So I just want to leave you with that point. Don't let fear disconnect you from things. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. This is Church Girl Rehab, and I am your host, Natasha Ingman. Be blessed, and again, know that you are truly appreciated.